Hello, and welcome to another edition of No Lies Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe. I'm the lead investigator. My name is Teresa. I am a researcher. I am Alex. I'm the equipment setter-upper. I love it. Short and, short and sweet. Yeah, nice and easy. All right. So today we have decided that we are going to go over uh, all things paranormal investigation straight from the beginning of when we first started, uh, how to get into being an investigator, what equipment that you need, and we're going to tell you some fun little stories about our first investigations. Um, so I would really love to kick that off with uh, Joe, actually, because Joe, you are the newest member to our group. Well, actually, no, I'm so sorry. Matt is actually the newest member to our group. Um, and his first was... was uh, not Madison the same Seminary. As, not the same as our first. Not even close, <laughs> but Madison Seminary, which, you know, what an amazing yes. first experience, Madison Seminary. So, uh, super awesome. Props to Matt. Till he had to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and then he laid down and went to sleep on the couch. That was weird. But <clears throat> that's okay. So, yeah, I would love to hear not just, I mean, obviously, I know your first to hunt because I was there, but I want to hear, like. Uh, you weren't there for the first one. No? No. no. Oh, well, talk to me. Talk to me. No, the first one, and I'll set it up. The premise of this episode is to talk about if you're going to get into ghost hunting, what you're going to need to go ghost hunting, kind of where you want to go, the precautions you want to take, and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, so when I first met these two, Alex and Teresa, I was working at Giant Eagle in the butcher shop. Mm-hmm. And I worked with Teresa first, then met her husband, Alex, and... Struck up a friendship and all that, and then he kept t- talking about ghost hunting and all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I've always been interested. Let me go. And then him and another friend that we had went up to Indigo at that time. I don't remember who that was. I was working. It was a long time ago. Uh, oh. I was working at that time, so I couldn't go. But my phone was blown up with these two. Alex and the other guy about what they experienced up there and maybe even more kind of like juiced to go. Click, gotta go. <laughs> so was he texting you during? Because I don't think I texted you till we got back to the house. Uh, he did text me during. Okay. Uh, he was like, a little more freaked out during. Than yeah, because he's like, I just got punched. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Okay, so <laughs> now that I know who you're referencing, I, that might have actually been like his first investigation as well. Oh, that was his yeah. first too. Yeah. Yeah. So... so yeah, if you remember, so he went the first week. Yeah. Well, first time. Uh, Joe couldn't get off that night. Yes. So Joe came with us the second time, but yes. you had to work that night. Yeah. So. Yes, and yeah. that wasn't, it was my first go at being with other people doing it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying I went ghost hunting by myself because I would never do that because it's just, I just to me it's, it's, Stupid to do that. It's honestly, it's not uh, worth the risk that you take to right. personal injury. But I've had had experiences being in some other places, not necessarily abandoned buildings or anything like that, but just walking into somebody's house and be like, that's different. That's not <laughs> supposed to be there. Uh, and I've always kind of felt certain things and seen certain things, so it just kind of made sense. But that was my first foray of going into other people to an actual haunted place and doing this. And I remember going up there. Like, we typically, when we're going somewhere, we don't talk about the place not to hype ourselves up. And I'm talking to the listeners that are listening. We don't like to hype ourselves up. We want to go in there, just kind of get the facts with it, and then just see what happens while we're there. 
that way we don't freak ourselves out because we've had other people do that before um we just go in there with a kind of and i hate this term an open mind yeah on what's going to happen um, and also to touch on that at least for me and joe we don't really talk to each other a lot during the investigations no. either uh, we don't want to accidentally, subconsciously impose thoughts into what somebody might or might not see. Exactly. Because I'm sure if you've done ghost hunting before, when you go into a situation and you say, hey, do you see that over in the corner? Their mind automatically sees that. Yeah. So you kind of want to stay away from that. If you are trying to venture into it, stay away from listening to other ghost stories believe what you see with your own eyes mm-hmm. um so but we did talk about it before we went up they just kind of wanted to set the scenery for me and let me know what the place was not anything to happen there just let me let me know what the place looked like and they said there you want to pay attention to something because there's a car in there we want to know if, it's it's kind of like a test like i want to know if you see it and got in the car went up there i'm excited but not freaked out like this is going to be cool i'm interested to see what happens and because, like I said previously, I let go of my expectations a long time ago for things. So <laughs> we go, we get there, walk up. Beautiful place. It's a mm-hmm. it's a, it's a natural park. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Scenery is beautiful. It's out in the woods, out in the open. Stuff that I that's my jam. So <clears throat> walk up this little pathway, and there's a steep hill there. It kind of sucks, but we get up there, and right away I see this like beacon of light coming from somewhere i was like hey what's that and i remember alex looked at me and he goes yeah that's what i want to know <laughs> <laughs> and then just like that place is just absolutely amazing because things just went off the rail and mind you i had no equipment at the time because that's before i started like getting equipment and stuff like that and also to me if you're out in the woods and you're doing like cameras recordings and stuff like that you can't really trust it because there's so much happening in the woods there there definitely is a uh, certain level of complication that's added to having reporters mm-hmm. out in the woods yeah, yes yeah so i know this is going back and forth a little bit uh and kind of uh, swinging between topics uh but on that note uh talking about first investigations and you not having equipment uh i'm gonna put it up to you guys Nowadays, with ghost hunting, what is what equipment would you say, not once, but like absolutely required if you are going to foray down the ghost hunting path and like make what I call a professional hobby out of it? Um, like, expensive hobby. what is what is absolutely necessary versus not necessary? So. First and foremost, I think, you know, with there's, there's situations like um, with Joe. Very first time he investigated with, with no lights, he went out and, and had literally nothing with him. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you are starting off in an outdoor situation where you are in a park, um, <coughs> sorry, the woods, a cemetery, whatever it is, as long as you have permission to be in that place, and you're, if you're in that place... Um, it's okay. It's okay if you go out with your friends and you scout the place out and you have absolutely no equipment with you whatsoever. Because there is a certain level of getting your own personal bearings together. Your body being the conduit for do you feel this? Do you not feel this? 
Um, are you just naturally scared in dark places and can write some of that off? You know, stuff like that. So letting, letting your body sort of feel out the situation. Uh, your fight or flight um, and, and your own natural energy in your body is, is better than any equipment that could possibly uh, be used. The thing is that that's information that we can't have somebody else be like, yep, I saw that too, or yep, I felt that too. You can't record your own personal experiences, which is why we delve into the equipment world. Right. So clearly, um, shit, I totally just brain farted. Mm -hmm. I got you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What but yeah, no, clearly you can't record experiences is what I right. was getting at without having some equipment. And now, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say my own personal preference. I don't like having the equipment because I'm better at dealing with it how I deal with it. Like I can see the stuff. I can sometimes hear the things. Uh, not always because they're, they're kind of quiet. Um, but I, I like better dealing with the equipment that way because, and I'm sure any ghost hunter that's listening to this will know what I mean, when you have a camera in front of your face, your eyes adjust to the dark. Yeah. When you have a camera and you're looking at a screen, it, your eyes have a trouble. So it, to me, if I'm looking at a screen and it's lit up and then I look up into the dark, I can't necessarily trust what I see because my eyes are doing that matrixy thing. That's actually one thing I super want to hit on is I think the very, very first tool that people are ever going to use when they first start ghost hunting is their phones. We have camera, we have still audio, we have right. moving audio, and we have recording devices on our phones plus a flashlight. Let's be honest. Modern technology has made getting into ghost hunting a lot easier yes. mm -hmm. than back when we had to buy, you know, not even digital, but analog audio recorders, 35-millimeter mm -hmm. cameras. Um, right. Now, if you're into the sort of place where you are most definitely going after evidence, trying to obtain you know, pictures or right. EVPs or this or that, uh, to be fair, you live in an age where you have it made because yeah, all, that stuff, is right all of that stuff is already on a device that's in your pocket. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I just had to pay 235 bucks for to get a new phone. <laughs> uh. But yeah, the idea of the fact that you know, if you're if you're recording something or you're snapping shots of something and you've got you know your camera's actual screen backlit in your face right. and you're in a dark area, the whole point of us being in the dark while we're investigating is because you're literally looking for electromagnetic energy that has come together. You're looking for the light in the dark. <laughs> So if you're not in the dark, you can't see that little bit of light because right. you already got light all blind in you. And I purposely love it when my eyes adjust to the dark. It's like I don't even need a flashlight. Exactly. Except right. for when I'm walking through the woods and I definitely need it because it's Because, yeah, you can trip but, it back. Yeah, as far as what you're touching on, like, if any, and I will say this, if any ghost person wants to go out there and start into the foray of ghost hunting, just get yourself a recorder. That's all you need. Yep. A recorder and a little mini flashlight. And just experience it for what it is at first. Take it for what it is. If you like it, cool. Then you can get the other stuff. But mm -hmm. if you don't, then you just waste a whole bunch of money, an expensive amount of money, yeah. for something that you're never going to use again. I believe we've said it on this show before. Ghost hunting is absolutely 100%, 80% boring, 
until the 20% where it's not. And then it is absolutely not in any way boring. It is... Mm. Uh, you got to keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> it is adrenaline-boosting, uh, fear-inducing, terrifying, like, all oh, yeah. of that in, in that little 20% of time that you... Is really what you go for. Oh, right? yeah. And, and, and I'm sure anybody who's listening, if they've experienced this, they'll know what we're talking about. When it finally does pop off, it's like a scene from a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not joking about this. When yeah. it pops off, you're that you're not the hero of the story, but you're in the story and some stuff's going down and you're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's some full on full on five nights at Freddy's kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, with all that said <laughs> well, I've never had that type of jump scare other when Alex scared me on the first investigation at the bakery. I broke my own rule. That was <laughs> other than that. I've never really had that jump scare. It was always like... I've, I've had a couple of interesting jump scares that actually turned it out to be completely not even remotely paranormal, which I will tell you about um, when I talk about my first ghost hunting experience. It was, it was a neat one. Um, so as far as tape recorders go, obviously these days we're dealing with digital recorders. It's difficult to find a cassette tape recorder these days. You can. You can. I wouldn't say difficult. Uh, They're I would a say... little more on the expensive side because obviously, you know, cassettes are not. Yeah, but if you go to a junk shop. They're kind of not. But the problem is, like, it is an Amazon equipment that you order. Like, you're yeah. not going to find them at Best Buy, really. No. Yeah. You're not going to find them at the store. Like, no. but, but what you could do is go to a junk shop. There are plenty of those around, like a, uh, the, like or a, a hobby store, an antique yes, type store. Yes, an antique store. They probably have them there in spades because nobody uses them anymore Facts. for anything. Facts. So you could probably go there, much like a pull-apart for a car, they could go there and probably get one of those for like 80s and 90s equipment because that's when they were big. True. But, yeah, the digital recorders, I know you're going with this. You're mm-hmm. talking about the digital recording and how we're kind of wondering if it actually is picking up stuff or if yeah, it's just Yeah, so, masking. I mean, there is a little bit of debate about that. Um even one step further than that, though, I mean, are there any particular types or brands that that we would recommend above others? Um, so, <laughs> nowadays, I don't know. Because if you watch any of the shows, okay, um, a lot of the recorders they use um, are the older recorders. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that we can say as a group is that the one thing that we don't like about the newer digital recorders is that they all have like background noise cancellation. Yes, which is exactly what you're trying to get. Yeah, you want that background noise. Uh, nine times out of ten, your amazing Class A EVP is going to be considered background noise. Yeah. And your newfangled digital recorders are going to completely wipe that off the recording. So, so older recorders that do not necessarily have that are the ones that you're going to want, which is also why we talk about uh, potentially just going back to actual cassette recorders uh, because they didn't have any of that newfangled technology. Well, Joe picked one up, so yeah. we just we have yet to be back to an investigation where it's. Uh, I use it a little bit when we were doing like the little investigation. The Lodak stuff. Uh, and yeah, yeah it, it's it's weird when you go from a digital recorder. Back, back to, to the original cassette like recorder. Like the cassette noise Because you pick up everything. Yeah, it's something. It's, it's <laughs> we were talking earlier about the, the graininess of the mm-hmm. original video cameras that came out. Yeah. It's just the same for recording. Yeah, only but it's audio grain. <laughs> as a ghost hunter, if you're wanting to find something, and 
when I said earlier, when I don't like to use equipment, that's just when I'm out doing it. When I'm out with you guys and we're just walking through the woods or something like that, I yeah. like to, that's for my personal thing. I don't on, on an act, what, what but you to prove call it. like a professional haunt, I guess you'd call it, um, professional investigations on jobs, if you will. Yeah, you have absolutely have to have equipment because you have to be able to substantiate your claims to people who own the no. building or people who are asking you questions about, you know, is this place haunted, you know. Trying to trying to prove their own experiences. There, just let's face it. There are two times where I absolutely use equipment. B, it's when somebody has gotten a hold of us and they're like, "Hey, we need help," or "Hey, we want you to check this out and yes. tell us whether or not you find anything." All right, that basically is like taking a job for me. Exactly. Uh, the second time that I will absolutely use equipment is any time that we pay to go on an investigation. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. that yeah. happens. Well, in that case, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I taking mean, everything home with me. <laughs> I understand it, but being like a <laughs> semi—not even—I wouldn't even call it professional, but like being somebody who, as a group, we now put our information out there. Yeah, right. Um, like it's kind of a disservice to not have like if I'm going to pay, you know, five hundred bucks to go to Madison on the weekend. It, right. it kind of comes down to. Confirmation and credibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, because you want to show them, like, they're asking you to come in there for either one, just for proof, or two, they need some help with it. Yeah. So you want that proof to actually show them, like, hey, you're not crazy. This is actually yeah, happening. Yeah, listen to what we caught this on the recorder. Yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah, if you're just out with your friends and just or by yourself, which don't do unless yeah, you really you're should. in your own home. It's uh, not a good idea. You don't really need all of it, and it, I will even say this: I like the older ways mm-hmm. of trying to. And I'm not talking about like seventies names. I'm talking like old, old ways, like the old Dowie, Dowie, Dowsing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Those kind of rods and stuff like that, like the, the natural stuff that we use. They mm-hmm. do. I like those a little bit better than all the new stuff coming out. The digital. Don't get me wrong; they're nice. They're useful. But I don't think they produce enough evidence like the old ways do. They're shiny and they're neat, right? Right. Yeah, right. so true. So true. Shiny and neat. Um, but yeah, bottom line here is if you're going to try uh, investigating with a group and be what we would call professional hobbyists. I say professional hobby because professions require a whole lot of learning and you're spending a whole lot of money on equipment. Mm-hmm. And hobby a indicates lot. that you don't get paid for it. So perfe- it's a professional hobby. Right. And going <laughs> wrong, we've had people try to pay us before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not, that's not really where I go with it. Um, and, and that, that also, that's 100% personal preference. There are definitely groups out there who, you know, somebody will call them up and they'll be like, hey, you know, I'm having an issue in my house. My kid's scared. We're hearing some shit go on, you know, whatever. And you're like, okay, great. You know, give me a hundred bucks and I'll come investigate your shit. Right. Yeah, I... And, and okay, okay, if if that's the way you want to play it, then, you know, have at it, have fun. There's nothing you. wrong with those groups. Um, I grew up in I a day and age where yeah. I want to learn. Um, I want to learn, I want to help people, I want to let people know that when they're having experiences, they're not, for starters, they're not crazy, and they're not alone. There, right. there is assistance. There are people who understand. And um, I've been investigating long enough that there's not really anything that you could tell me that I would be like, 
you know, that's horse shit. Except for, you know... Like, Everything that we told you. <laughs> exactly. Let me also super clarify something for somebody that is either just forming a group of their own <laughs> friends or just getting into a group or just starting a group. Um, you can write that idea of making any money completely off the table if nobody knows who you are. Yeah, exactly. And even if people do know who you are, I mean, honest to goodness... It's, there's so much equipment out there that you could get delved into that would help you in investigating and, and travel time and gasoline and, you know, time off work to do investigate. Like, you're not going to make any money. I'm sorry. It's just no. not going to happen. Not unless you get, like, a sci-fi contract or... Which, that's... It's not going to happen. Those, yeah. it's, those, those yeah. spots are taken. That's yeah, the, it's few and far between. Ten that groups out of every group in the U.S. So, yeah, it's, it's not going to happen is, is the point. And... And also, like, and this is what I'll say on it, and I'll let you guys talk about your foray into it, but to be honest with you, the, the television shows and all that, like, they're cool to watch, but if you're doing this as a hobby, you, you kind of don't want that. Mm-hmm. Because that everything comes the corporate side of it. Yeah. To where now it's just that. So My it, favorite television shows to watch were, like, the original few seasons of Taps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the original Ghost Hunters, back when you watched them for their like first two or three seasons, um, to be fair, that's that's the most believable Ghost Hunter TV to me. Right. Yeah. Because you'd go four episodes and they wouldn't catch a damn thing. No. <laughs> and I loved it. And, and that's as somebody that does the hobby, that's realistic. That's, that's yeah. real. That's that's very very real. No, there's been plenty of times we come back for something kind of upset that we didn't get. Anything. Yeah. It's like, man, I thought that was going to be something. Again, expectations. But, you know, I thought that was going to be something, and I got let down. Crap. Yep, leave him at the door. Exactly. <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. So, you know, okay. then you watch these newer age shows with certain people, he who we will not name. Yes. And, you know, every five seconds, no. somebody's getting possessed or something's taken it over. Yeah. And he's They're all demons. All There's no such thing as ghosts anymore. Getting no. angry and threatening to hurt people and shit. And it's like, dude, go fucking take a Xanax and sit down. Like, no. Shut up. But, I told my story. I, I've never been clear on this or not. If you two got into ghost hunting together or separately. Uh, so, the act of actually getting into it, like, liking it, getting into it, or like... So, the idea of, hey, this is something that I'm into, right? Yeah. Um, I'm... Pretty sure and clear that those probably came at separate times, probably when we didn't even know each other. Uh, the actual foray into what you would call professional hobbyists as ghost hunters, uh, that was a together thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couples therapy. <laughs> right? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I, I have had um, interest in the paranormal ever since I can remember. I had an imaginary friend when I was just little, little. Um, and, you know, I'd heard even back then, you know, imaginary friends are not, are, are not imaginary. They're actually spirits of people who have passed who have come to see you because kids are just more open and can see things. And that's something that... Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And, yeah. and if that's true or not, I'm not real sure. Yeah. But it's something that I have wholeheartedly believed my whole life. Um, and, and, yeah, so I've, I've had paranormal experiences and I've seen things and heard things and... and interacted and dealt with things 
on the spiritual level that literally literally my whole life it's no. it's never there was not not a I can't remember a certain triggering event I guess or well, a moment if the listeners would like to know they can go back and listen to our horrible quality of audio yeah. on that first episode right and like that, that's tall. that's when we actually literally talked about that that was our first episode yeah, yeah. how we got into the hobby itself right right Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I knew how you guys got into it. I was just never certain if it was separate or together that you guys decided to do this. Yeah, I would say that I never did what I would consider an invest. I've been in haunted places, I've been in spooky places, but not for the purpose of seeking out ghosts. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so by the time that we were together, right, and we got married like what around twenty ish, twenty one. It was two Y'all months before my twenty first birthday. Yeah. yeah. Um. But by that time, I mean, we're already young adults at that point. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, yeah, we were 15, 16 at one point going to crybaby bridges and shit with our friends, you know, the urban folklore story. So, like, I don't really consider that, like, my first venture into paranormal investigations. Well, I touched on that a couple, like, the Halloween episode. Like, you do this so much, you kind of get desensitized to all of it. Yeah. So that now, like you said, if you go back to Crybaby Bridge, you used to like put your hair on edge back right. in the day, and now you're there, and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Now, <laughs> now the kids are like, oh, let's go to Crybaby Bridge, and you you kind of amp them up a little bit, right? Because yeah. you because you remember at how one that point felt, how you know, excited you, you were. Know, how excited you were. But you know what? They leave the house, and then you look over at mom, and you're like, yeah, that Siamese cat farm, like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, I just want to share the story real quick. A, a long time ago, before I even met you guys, mm. my dad knew about Crybaby Bridge. Yeah. And he was telling my cousin Doug this story. And my cousin Doug, love him to death, but he's not the, at least the time that, that he was kind of younger then, so he was not really the, like, oh, ghost, cool. He was more like, ghost? No. Uh, <laughs> so my dad's like, oh, okay. Did what you just said. Let me hype it up a little bit. So we're, I remember he just got this, he had a, our car was in the shop or something. He got this Cadillac Escalade as a loaner. Oh, wow. And, you know, me being a, I think I was maybe 14, 15, Cadillac Escalade, that was like the big thing back then. Like it was, man, I felt like a movie star riding in that thing. (laughs) So we're going out to Crybaby Bridge and doing all that. And my dad's sitting there telling stories of it, doing exactly what we don't do now as adults, telling stories, hyping my cousin up. Oh, there's a difference when you're doing it for a professional hobby and when you're right. out just having fun with it. Agreed. Right. So I, I remember that to this day, we're going there. And it's like as soon as you go down to go into Rogue's Hollow, mm-hmm. which is just a cool place, a cool name for a place. But you're going down in there, and right before you come to the, the, the like bridge. Yeah. It's a bridge, but I say it's like a cement road, and then there's a few <laughs> on the side. It's not really a bridge. It's not really yeah. a bridge. It's more but of a, hey, don't fall off the side of the road here. My dad all of a sudden slammed on the brakes. And, of course, we all go flying forward. We're like, what, Dad? And my dad's like, I just saw something, like, literally walk across the road up there. Like, something, <laughs> something was up there. So my cousin Doug sticks his head out the window to get a better look. And my dad takes some Kleenexes and throws it across the windshield. And went right. I've never heard an adult male scream so loud in my life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he was so scared. He didn't want to get out of the car. He put his seatbelt on because apparently that was his blanket. That protected uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> locked the door and rolled up the window and got mad when we got out of the car. Because I knew what my dad was doing, so I, I was in on the joke. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Like, he was so scared. He didn't want to go anywhere oh after gosh. that. He's like, nope, I want to go back to the house. Go back. We're going back. Going back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but he's also from California. Love you, Doug. <laughs> I don't know you, Doug, but you sound pretty cool to me. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, so, recorders. Recorders, for sure, absolutely. Uh, that is that is kind of a must as far as it goes. If you choose to go higher tech and digital, or if you choose to go low tech, that's 100% preference. <laughs> but you do need some sort of a recorder. You do need to be mindful <laughs> of using your phone for a recorder uh, for multiple reasons. For starters, you know, you're going to want to turn off um, your ring, make sure that you know, you're know you not picking up your ringer, you've got your phone in your back pocket, and you're in a tense situation out in the woods, all scared shitless. <laughs> all of a sudden, your phone right. goes off, scares the living shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Put your phone on silent. Uh-huh. Yeah, me Word and Alex can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, that's some fun shit. I'm real bad at living. My phone's usually on silent anyway, so yeah. I don't know. Apparently, I just turned it on for ghost hunting. It's fine. Right. Um, As it goes off. <laughs> yeah. So recorders well, that's are a it thing. vibrating on the table. You're yeah. definitely going to want one of those. You're definitely going to want uh, to take a flashlight with you. I do not uh, personally recommend leaving your flashlight on the entire time because, again, when you're ghost hunting, you're looking for a light in the darkness. You you don't want to flood the room well, with light, or you're you're not. I mean, overall, just anomalies in the darkest. Right? True. Yeah. And if you're creating your own anomalies by turning on and off a light consistently, exactly, then, then you ain't gonna see shit. And you're blinding yourself and fucking up your night vision, and it's just it's just stupid. It's all bombat. But obviously, if you know you're walking somewhere in a place where you're unfamiliar, you do need a light to make sure that you can safely move through the space without tripping and hurting Correct. yourself, or bashing your head on something that's low hanging or whatever. Or others. Right. Exactly. Joe. I don't have personal history with that. <laughs> I would say I honestly. Unless you are in a position where your your strict aim is to put it online and share your evidence and this and that, uh, I would say honestly, even when it comes to audio recorders, uh, get the smallest, cheapest one that you can find at like Walmart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I don't mean, and I don't mean go on Amazon and find the cheapest one with the most features. When I say, you know, buy the $15 digital recorder at Walmart, it's because it's a $15 Sony digital recorder, and it's only $15 because it doesn't have a USB slot to go straight to your computer. It's low tech. You've got to super fidget with it to get it from one place to the other. Uh, but that also doesn't come with, like, the noise cancellation stuff. Like, it doesn't right. come with the gadgets that might screw you over in a long right. run. Yeah, it's, it's, it's low tech. Now, the one recorder I have, the Olympus... That's actually pretty darn good. It's um, caught some things. I don't know how much it could have caught. I want, I want to test it out with the actual tape recorder that I have to see if agreed. it catches the same thing. The difference in between yes. what they catch. Um, but that one is actually, you get the bang for your buck on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, and what me and you found out, Teresa, that one time when we did the investigation in Lodi, mm -hmm. was that if you have a USB port in your car, you can plug that into your car and listen to it as you drive home. It was the coolest shit that ever existed. Didn't I even know like, that was a thing. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, we are driving back to the house, listening to EVP recordings on the car speakers. 
I was so excited. I could have just, just, yeah, kid in a candy shop kind of thing. So, and to answer the original question, I think the big ones, so there's a difference in uh, the bigger and better brands to get uh, in the U.S. versus in Europe. Uh, The reason that we were aiming for the Olympus was, so in the U.K. and the European ghost hunter shows and different groups and whatnot, uh, Olympus is their big brand. Yeah. Uh, Olympus over there is what like Sony and Panasonic are over here. Like everybody over there, like everybody who's anybody uses that. I do not dislike Panasonic in any way, shape, or form, but if I had to choose, I would say Sony all the way. Um, Sony or, or I should say Sony and or Olympus are probably the two. Also, I'm a PlayStation guy, so Sony, if you're listening, hook me up. Yeah, right? We can really use a second PS5 in our house because our kid totally just dominates ours. Anyways, though. Do you know how many people that you just disappointed saying that you prefer Sony over Panasonic regarding their little $1,500 digital audio recorder that they got because every ghost hunting TV show uses that stupid little Panasonic square box? Well, I'm very sorry that you just spent $1,500 for an audio recorder. I downloaded one for free on my phone just the other day. <laughs> Every time I hear Panasonic, it reminds me of that movie. But here's the alternative, though. That Panasonic digital recorder is one of the older digital recorders. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's much, it much like your Sony digital recorder that we have. That was only fifteen dollars. Yeah, it does not hook straight to a PC. Well, well, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say with with what we're speaking of right now in the context that we're speaking, I'm not necessarily talking to the folks who can afford fifteen hundred dollar recorders. I'm talking to the folks who are just getting started, and you know, minimal expense to get started to find out if it's something you're even going to be into. Right. So. To drive the point home, what I will say is my wife right now carries around a $15 Sony digital recorder mm-hmm. that we got from Target on the way to a ghost hunt. And the only reason we ended up with that one is because we didn't have time to get anything else. Yeah. Uh, I carry around about a $100 Zoom uh, H1N, and I would say that your audio recorder yes. is more effective than mine is. I, I have yet I, to catch anything on it. I oh, do the one in fact okay, have yeah, yeah. a superior audio device. It's a great recorder. It's got great audio quality. I just have yet to catch anything on it. Yeah. Yeah. And and two, um, before I make my two points that I want to make on this, uh, as far as recording goes, you bought yours for fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Before the craze of ghost hunting started happening. Yes. Before corporations and everything was like, oh, there's a niche in this we can catch, so let's start making recorders. Yes. I'm not saying that's what happened, but it's it, it's Well, that, My, there's a weird balance to it, too. Right, yeah. right. Uh, because that was also when digital recorders first came out, so they were the latest, greatest thing. So they right, should have been right. tech, they were, they were back then more expensive than buying like a tape recorder. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the two points I want to make on this, if you're going into get into ghost hunting, one no matter where you go, always ward yourself from anything that could possibly be there. Protect yourself. That is first and foremost what you should do. Even if you don't expect something to be there, there's something might be there. So definitely make sure you protect yourself before you do it. And two, have fun. Yeah, really. Literally, some of the best times that I've had in the past 43 years is just hanging out with my friends, Mm -hmm. going out and go sunning, traipsing through the woods. Like, it, have fun with it. Don't be super serious. You you may not even catch anything. And, and that's really what I was going to say. You cannot take yourself too seriously on an investigation because 
you're going to ruin the experience as a whole. Yeah, let's be, let's be honest with you. I 100% have a blast every time we go to one of these places, every time we go to like Madison, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably the most fun that I have is when us bumbling idiots just go up to uh, one yeah. of these parks, no recorders, no equipment, just... <laughs> Stumble around in the woods getting scared of shit. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, if you do that, please take protection because there are little critters in the wood that can't eat you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But... You are not allowed to have weapons in a, a national park. I didn't say weapons, I said protection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Take uh, a toothbrush. <laughs> Yeah, it worked. Um, no, nah, I forgot my original point. <laughs> <laughs> it was the toothbrush comment. So, uh, yeah, Alex. What? Very first time that we went on a, an authentic paranormal investigation was when we went out uh, courtesy, walk. courtesy of Ken Summers with his group Moonspenders. Nope. Was not much. Oh, was that? He was just there. That was Gail and I don't remember I can't her remember. boyfriend, husband's husband, name at the time. Gail and oh god, what was his name? I don't remember. That is where but we. That is where we met Ken. You're right. That was not an official Moonspenders investigation, but Ken was present. You're right. My bad. So yeah, we went out with them uh, to Lonesome Lock in Cuyahoga National Valley. It's one of the trailheads. It's either Lock 31 or Lock 29. I don't remember. Uh, um, I think I've only been there once. I can't remember. So. It is it is the most beautiful uh, trail. The most beautiful trail from the parking lot all the way back. Um, it, it basically feels like you are wandering through the middle of nowhere in the dark in the woods. And and you kind of are. And then you get back there and you just see this, this lock out in the middle of nothing and it you don't it i don't know i mean i guess it doesn't really hit you until you get back down this long ass trail and you see this this you know concrete lock sitting out there and you're like and then all of a sudden the history of it hits you more than anything um and how you know people built this thing out here in the middle of nowhere and what they went through and you know there's a story about when you are actually on the trail headed down towards the lock off to the one side there is what used to be someone's home um, but now it's foundation there's nothing there anymore um, I don't even think the foundation's there anymore actually and if there is it's just a few bricks but just the one time I saw it was just bricks <laughs> yeah you were just it's just the the history itself is pretty awesome um, but great stories great stories I don't know. What, how did you feel about that? Like, when we first started Into the Woods, what was your initial thoughts? Uh, my initial thoughts were I was just going for a walk in the woods. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can attest to that because you get caught up in the scenery because if you love the woods like we do, you're like, oh, man, this is really pretty. What was that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And to be fair, that was also with, I mean, there were quite a few people there that first time that we went. Um, I am kind of a smaller group sort of people. Yeah, like, same. Uh, when I'm looking for something like paranormal activity, like I just, 
sometimes I wonder if they're just not as shy as I For some reason in my head, whether it's correct or not, it just makes sense that they are more likely to interact with me when it's one or two of us versus a group of 15 people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't... They're antisocial for sure. To be fair, I think we had, oh gosh, there were... There were probably 10 to 15 people there. There, there were probably a, at least 10, maybe 11 people. Um, so do you, <laughs> do you remember my jump scare? Yes, yes, the deer. Was <laughs> that the deer? Yes. Okay. Uh, this motherfucker. I, to be fair, I was not with her at the no, exact we, moment we that that happened. Yeah. But I believe that it involved with her either, again, going back to your equipment talk, I believe it was involved with her either paying too much attention to her audio recorder or her camera at the time. And then this deer just popped up out of nowhere, snorted, screamed at him. They screamed at the deer. There were (laughs) swear words that flew. That are Sorry. on a digital fucking... They're on an audio recording somewhere. I still have it. Oh, it's not digital. That out. was a cassette. That, that was, was a cassette. Back, that was back in those days. Yeah, it's in the, the thing I got box. a recorder that can play that. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what was happening. Is there was It was uh, four four females. Four females that kind of all jumbled together in a, in a ball of feminine energy, I suppose. And we're like, definitely hear something. There's definitely something over there on the wood line. What is that? What is that noise? Do you hear that rustling? What is that? And so me, being the new ghost hunter, I ain't scared of shit. I'm going to go on over there and find out what that is. She has since Let me tell you, in accordance with the recording that we have, she screamed the loudest. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, I can so I, I, I'm, I'm walking, and I'm probably maybe only three or four feet ahead of the other three ladies who are following me into the tree line. And... I came literally face to face. And mind you, Ohio doesn't have the biggest deer in the world. I mean, to be fair, but they are bigger because they are less populated than a lot of the other states that you'd think. Like, Well, yeah, yeah okay. But I mean, you know, okay, cool. Anyway, this motherfucker, I'm telling you what, he this this was this was probably a at least a, a 12, 14 point buck. He was monstrous. He was the size of a goddamn full-grown quarter horse. I mean, to be fair, you were also 20. At that point, you're 20 in the dark woods. Like, everything's bigger than you are. I grew up on a farm, though. I've seen big old deer before, and this dude was humongous. In the middle of the night when you're just scared? I love how that's her answer for everything. I grew up on a farm. We're talking about atomic bombs. Right. I grew up on a farm. I know a little bit about everything. I shouldn't be afraid of this. Right. Now I'm going to save that audio clip to my computer and just play it for her every time right. she's like, I'm not afraid. Ah, fuck! And then we get up somewhere she's like, I don't feel good about this place. We should go. We'll see. So, so walk into the tree line. I come face to face with this thing. So we were almost literally nose to nose. And I am fairly certain that it scared this deer just as bad as it scared me. Probably. He... Chuffed, which I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with a chuff. It's like a real strong exhale through the nose. So he kind of blew hot air and snot on me. Uh, and then he let out this noise that was like, if, you, if you've ever heard a deer scream, it's, it's kind of terrifying. It's like a big, loud scream noise. I couldn't hear it over you. And I was... Right, exactly. <laughs> I was on the train bridge halfway across the Cuyahoga River. Exactly. And so uh, he chuffed and he screamed... And I screamed, and we both took a step back and screamed again, 
and then he took off and I took off in the other direction and it was uh, just just every obscenity you could possibly imagine coming from every single one of us ladies. It was a fucking Kodak moment. It, oh, was, that. it was amazing. Um, never been that close that to I wasn't there to see you, I just heard ever. it. And actually, I have to recant something here. I have had a jump scare. Ooh. The possum. Oh, the possum. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I think it might have scared me more than it scared you. Let's set it up. Much like the scenario that Teresa just talked about, me, Alex, and Teresa were at this place. It's a park. We're in the middle of the woods. We're on the trail, and we're just walking. We weren't even up there ghost hunting. It was just we were just on a walk, and it got a little bit dusky, and we started walking back on the trail, and we just heard this like weird like sound coming well, from somewhere. Dusk plus the forest equals right. nighttime real quick. Exactly. <laughs> um, real dark, real fast. So we hear the sound, and it's like, all right, what the hell is that? Like, we're curious because we've never heard this sound before. And we're all hyper-focused at this point. Like, so hyper-focused that nothing is penetrating that focus. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we hear this rustling, and this possum just comes out, makes us all jump scare, and it made the possum jump scare, and then it turned around and walked the same way it came. <laughs> and he wasn't even in a hurry either. He was, no. just, he was just like, nope. He saw us and was like, nope. <laughs> Crazy humans, I'm out. That was the only like jump scare, jump scare that I've actually Horrible little thing. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I wish, yeah. So many things. So many. And then Alex's toasty text. Yes. Yes. His phone made a funny noise. That made me jerk a little bit. shite out of everybody. My yeah, God. so the uh, the Mortal Kombat toasty, you know, was uh, my ringtone for a while, and I got a text message while we were in the woods, and uh, I think Joe and I were actually particularly staring at something that we thought yeah. we saw in the woods at the time that it went off. We were. And I don't even remember what we were looking at, I know we didn't find it after no. that. That was actually the same evening that we, prior, prior, we had gotten... Uh, the EV. You guys were down in that grove. That's the evening we got the... Uh, no, that was... The toasty thing was way before that. No, I believe that that was the My Eyes recording night because it's mm. on the same tape. <clears throat> no, it was way before that. Well, we've got them on the same well, recording. He can, he can get multiple texts during the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, the one she's talking about was... We'll talk about that in another episode Me because too. that's a whole episode in itself. Um, but yeah, if you hear the little noise, it's Teresa being a mom. Um, but yeah, no, that toasty thing that happened way before that the recording that we got for that. Mm. Way. Before. I could have swore to goodness I heard one of those on that same recording right before that had happened. Not right before, but like earlier in that recording. Nope. Yep. Whatever. So anyway, yeah, our our uh, our fifteen, soon to be sixteen year old, just walked down the stairs. So. That was me just being like, ah, mom stuff, you know. So, anyway. nevertheless, uh, that's where we started. And so just to give you guys realistic expectations as far as what you may or may not run into when you first start, like, unless you have money, like, you're going to be going to cemeteries and national parks like we all do. A little shiver? <laughs> With that said, though... Um, so, like, the very first time we went to an actual big space was, oh gosh, well, I mean, there were several, actually. Um, what was the first indoor space we went to? Oh, my uh, gosh. For us, I 
think it. Nope, it was not that. Uh, Newport Memorial Building. Yeah. Oh, there wasn't one before that. No. Wow. Man, that takes you back. No, yeah. I don't think that we ever <laughs> technically did an indoor space in Ohio before we moved to Tennessee. And then in Tennessee, it would have been Newport. And then the next indoor space that we did after that was actually like the granddaddy of them all. We went to Waverly Hills. Yeah, we went to, yeah. Like our second big indoor professional yeah. investigation, Waverly Hills. Um, Would love to get in there. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's amazing. We had a phenomenal jump scare, including wildlife in that building too with a raccoon. Um, I didn't. You did. I did not. Who was it that ran into the raccoon? I have no idea. It might have been Gene. I didn't see a raccoon at all. I believe it I was... I saw no wildlife at that point, except for the snake during the daytime tour, but... I am so oh, happy the, that pe- other people get to listen to what I deal with on a daily basis. The, the <laughs> rat snake at the bottom of the death tunnel. Yes. Yeah. He was a good-looking boy. Um, I like reptiles, sorry. No, I think... I'm pretty sure it was Gene who ran into the raccoon in one of the rooms. No, Gene jump-scared me is what happened. Yes, but if prior to him jump-scaring you, he ran into a raccoon in one of the rooms. Anybody who's listening right now that's been friends with people who've been married for 20-plus years, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, that said, that is another obstacle that I would like to uh, warn people of when it comes to either finding a group or founding a group or looking for a group. Um, you can be as big or as little as you want. Uh, right now, our group is me, Teresa, and Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Matt comes with us. Um, but as far as that goes, what you have to realize is that if you decide to stay smaller, that also uh, limits you in certain ways. That it, it's not that a building's too big. You know, I think that technically, like we could go to Waverly and we could have a good time. There's a good chance that we wouldn't see all of it, or at least get to spend quality time where we need to be. True. In a building that big. We're going to hit hot spots, but not the rest of it. But the point of the story is, uh, when you get to the point where you are like, okay, I want to graduate from the parks and the cemeteries, and I I want to start getting into some of these bigger places, um, uh, until you have a big enough following in your local area... Nobody's inviting you to their house. Mm-mm. And no. what that means is that means you're you're paying to go investigate places. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I can tell you is it is a lot nicer nowadays than it used to be. There didn't used to be smaller places like Madison that you can go. They were all the Waverly Hills type. Yeah. Um, so the Waverly Hills, and I don't know their prices nowadays. Uh, it's the same. But when we went, it was... $1,000 for a group of 10 people with a minimum of 10 people and then $100 a person after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that it's still... I think it actually went up a little bit, which wouldn't shock me. It, yeah, it wouldn't actually shock me either. Because uh, for a place that size, I want to say like 1500 is like the average going price nowadays. Um, uh, but the point, yeah. the point that I was getting at here uh, wasn't that I think their prices are right or wrong or this or that. Uh, what you have to understand is uh, if you want to go to a place like Waverly or a place like Penhurst or a place like Mansfield, uh, those places are a thousand to a fifteen hundred dollar minimum. And they say 
$1,000 for 10 people, but that's only if your group has 10 people. Uh, they will still let me and Teresa and Joe go, but for a $1,000 investigation, that's each of us paying $333 a piece right. instead of $100 a piece. So the price doesn't change because you have less people. That's why they say 10, 10 person minimum. Look, minimum, I, minimum. I, I suck at math, and even I know those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I said, there's a lot of alternative places that you can go nowadays. Uh, Madison is $500 for weekend nights and $300 for weekday nights. And I think their prices even change with the seasons. Right. Madison, totally worth it. If you have a chance to do it, do it. Agreed wholeheartedly. So incredibly worth it. And I, I won't write our friends off up at Paulding either. Yeah. Uh, what I will Another say is... Go to some of these paranormal conventions that are in your area. Uh, Google it. Trust me, there's paranormal conventions in almost every area. Yes. Um, And you'll meet a lot of people. uh, And some of the people, like, so we met the uh, woman that owns Paulding Mm -hmm. at a convention. And she happened to be running a special on entrance to her building for the convention. A convention-only sort of discount special. Right. So, you know, hit up these conventions. Not, not to mention the people at those conventions are just like you and me. They're, they're everybody's oh, yeah. like, they were so accommodating and so nice and so humble with everything. Nobody there had a big inflated ego. It was all like, hey, we're all in it for the same thing. Let's help each other out. It was, mm-hmm. it was actual an actual community, much like the nerd community without the trolls. Right. Oh, it's, it's, it's it's what you would expect when you go to any type of convention, be it a Comic Con or a you know Parasai Con or this is like you are in a group of like-minded people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Exactly, <laughs> and some people did. And yeah, and you know that's okay. You do you. You do you. Now, uh, what I would recommend to anybody listening is when you do decide, hey, I want to go ahead and graduate from my cemeteries and my national parks, and there's nothing wrong with those places. Again, oh. national parks. Cemeteries, I could take them or leave them. National parks are still some of my favorite places to explore. Uh, for us, though, I think that it also is because there is a serious love of nature there as well. So, <laughs> Right. If nothing's going on paranormally... I'm still hanging out in the then woods. Then I'm still yeah. just hanging out in the woods having a good time. Let me equate it this way. Paranormal research is like an addiction. It really is. You start off small, forest cemeteries, stuff like that, and then you do that, and now you're craving something else. You're craving more. It is, it's a literal addiction. It's, yeah. it's so odd. Yeah. And what I will say is a lot of it is word of mouth. So I think, like, one thing that I could say is when Teresa and I started 25, 30 years ago, whatever it may be at this point, um, I feel like there was nobody there to teach us that the barrier to entry is, like, a false pretense. Yeah. All right. Uh, meaning, you know, we were out investigating parks and cemeteries, and there's like, man, there's no way we're ever going to get into a building. Like, who yeah. gets who gets to do that? Only <laughs> only taps. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 Um, not true. Word of thing. mouth it's is everything. Place. I uh. mean, and and within, I want to say within our first, um, oh gosh, it probably took us a solid year and a half of of investigating just various whatever we could get our hands on. Uh, before we actually had, you know, a private resident homeowner uh, give us a call and say, hey, we need you. We need you to come over. We're having an issue. 
So it happens. It happens. You just have to keep beating feet on the path and... Uh, and yeah, and in honesty, it is sending out thirty emails and only expecting to get one back, if maybe. That. And and also a big part of it is, if you're good at what you do, mm-hmm. I hate to quote Field of Dreams, but if you're good at what you do, they will come. If you build it, <laughs> they will come. But it's the same it's so thing, true. or even persistence. Realistic, yeah, it's you're yeah. just persistent, and you talk about it a lot. Like yeah, but it's it's the word of mouth thing you were talking about. If if word starts getting around about your group, and they're like, hey, they're men, they're really good, they're really thorough, they ask the right questions, they come on time, they're good at what they do. Yeah, they're not whack jobs. Yeah, um, you'll get invited to a lot of places that you never thought you would. Yeah, yeah. So and we are um, it's kind of where ours went. Like, yeah, we are. We are. Never really, in my life would I thought I'd get into some of them places. <laughs> we never. are really just now, I think, starting to enjoy um, some of the fruits of the hard work that we've put in over the last several years. Um, we're just now starting to make friends in in uh, more important places with bigger stories and yeah. actual investigations for us to go to that don't include freezing our butts off out in the woods. Right. Um, and it, it's been a really long time, but we've put in a lot of friggin' hard work, and uh, here we are. Now, I'm curious if we go back to the small places, what would, we'd almost feel like, man, I can't believe I used to come here. Yeah, why often. am I here? This is such a <laughs> Or is it, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, to I be fair, though, so. I still go to some of the places where I start all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know. That's called knowing your roots. <laughs> exactly. Don't be a rich bastard. So, that said, uh, let's say these guys get into this and they're like, hey, we want to take the next step. Uh, what's some, what's phase two of the equipment world that you uh, <coughs> well, would recommend? Not people? a spirit box, I can tell you that much. You get uh, yourself, you get yourself a flashlight and a recorder and that's going to be your first step. When you're headed into your second step, I would very highly recommend an EMF detector. Uh, just to give you a baseline reading of a space prior to investigating so that you know whether or not, you know, you got a bad electrical box, box that's throwing out massive amounts of EMF right. that, you know, is making people feel shitty because that's science. That's what happens when you mm-hmm. have strong EMF around you. Uh, making you feel spider webby or thinking, you know, somebody's watching you, shit like that. Um, know the environment. So, you know, you'll, you'll want to have your AMF detector. You'll want to make sure that there's, you know, variance in temperatures. That way, you know, like the AC kicks on and all of a sudden there's a cold breeze that goes through the house. You're going to want to be cognizant of those things. Um, make sure that you know that that cold breeze is coming from, you know, an AC vent, not a spirit passing through the room. Um, keep your eyes open. Keep your head level. Um, and... and yeah, have things to record the environment. I would also say a camera, too. Yeah, I think at that point we can start talking like a, a still image camera of yeah. some sort. Yeah. Still image for sure. You don't necessarily have to jump right into uh, video. Still image, yeah, yeah, yeah. still image works really well. What okay. I can say, though, is that nowadays like you can get a handheld video camera. For fairly cheap, for yeah. Cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just remember, your, the video quality you're going to get is what you pay for. Yeah. Uh, but also, the one I have, it's... Really good, and I only paid like two hundred bucks for it, but it's excellent video. The only problem is yours is perfect, but the battery sucks. I was balls. just gonna say that the yeah. battery life of something because you got to remember HR cameras or HR night mm-hmm. uh, night vision, it all drains that battery. So Super if your bad. battery Super isn't bad. big to begin with, you're not gonna get very much out of it. Well, that and having such a large array of equipment that we have, like everything from you know. I've still got my Sony Handycam from you know <laughs> the high eight, from yeah. 
from the year 2000 and right. then, you know holding that next to like the camera that you have or I have one just like you have right, except for right. mine doesn't have all the uh, fancy the, doohickey like yeah. I'm a director holder things the on it I <laughs> came with it I didn't necessarily need it <laughs> I was not saying he was being bougie I'm just saying he was but saying. Uh, the point is like so if you hold that Sony Handycam next to like your camera and more importantly, if you just hold the batteries next to each other, oh, that Sony battery is so much fucking heavier. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, like, to an extent, like, I could also turn on that Sony camcorder, and that shit would record for three to four hours straight right, yeah. right. without me having to change a battery. So that's, yeah. that's another thing. If you have rechargeable devices, make sure that you purchase extra batteries to take just, with you. And just realize that you get what you paid for. Uh, let alone the fact that if you do run into paranormal activity... It is a very real thing that they can drain batteries. So um, make sure that you have backup batteries with you. If you have something that just runs off double or triple A, buy a whole friggin' pack and take them with you. But honestly, batteries is going to be your largest expense. But I will say this. The still camera is going to be your best bet because nowadays it's all digital. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. don't have to pay for the printing of the photos nowadays exactly. like you did in the past, which these two can attest because they did it. Was a Ooh, lot of money. Gush, gush, um, gush. Uh, so yes, see. the still camera is going to be your best bet. Let's see. It was ten to fifteen bucks for a box of I want to say like five rolls of twenty four exposure thirty five millimeter film, and then on top of that, even for just the single developments, it was. Anywhere between fourteen and sixteen dollars a roll to get it developed with single copies, and if you wanted to get double copies, it was like twenty two dollars a roll. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. every time that we went out back then, we didn't have That's digital cameras. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not to mention again the audio cassettes that we went through. And I could very yep. easily burn through four, five, six rolls of film. That was my watch. I story. would say we very easy burnt between one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars every time we went out every, every weekend. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but again, we just we didn't have the ease replayability of a digital camera. Exactly. Um, but what I would say is, if you were going after a still camera, uh, a decent digital is just fine. Uh, I would say one thing that I've learned is, I would almost look for one that has like a burst shot. Mm, yeah. Yeah, because it, there so really that you is can see if anything changes in that three, three frames. Photos. It's, it is. Yeah, the, that's exactly what I was going to say. The mm-hmm. three frames. You want to see three frames with new luck. You're going to have a reference frame, something that you're looking at, and then another reference frame. So that's you always want to take your shots uh, three at a time uh, on the same subject, whatever it is you're taking a shot at. You know, shot, shot, shot. Yeah. Um, shot, 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 shot. <laughs> anyway, so that is just a little bit of... Of, of crazy beginner ghost hunting stuff. That's just us sitting down talking about what we do. And that's um, just, we only made it to phase two. That's not even phase three. Phase three is go ham, talk to everybody you know, um, <laughs> send letters to every you business no that you ever <laughs> thought was haunted ever because the absolute worst that they can say is no. Yeah. Um, Phase three is probably $3,000 of equipment that I have sitting in my house. It is mm. GoPros, which, hey, for the record, guys, don't bother with GoPros right now. You yeah. agreed. Yeah. Um, the problem with GoPros is they're a great idea. They're a great camera. And if they worked well, more people would use them. But they don't have night vision. Yeah. They don't have IR. They don't have night vision. So, you know, when the lights go out and it's not dusk anymore, they're just not even really worth using. Yeah, you ain't getting nothing. Yeah. You need night vision when you're, when and you're investigating. And, even... 
a Fleer is good. Fleer, uh, Fleer is they are much more reasonable than yes. when we first started seeing them on taps. We yes. have Jesus. we have two of them. I want to say I spent uh, four hundred a piece on those. No, yeah. no, I got the one too. It is. Not that, and two, you you can get them on your phone. <coughs> yeah, you can get them. So. You can get the. So the nice part is, so here's the interesting part: the phone attachment <laughs> ones are actually cheaper, but they're also the only Fleers without getting like the ridiculous six thousand right. dollar model that records right. video as well. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to so say. So mine I, is I, a still Fleer. I yeah. do not love that about ours. Ours are still image only. Yeah, but I got to find a charger for the one that I have because. It's not been charged in a while. And then, um, if you're at this point consistently getting into buildings or consistently paying your way into buildings, no judgment on either because we do both. Right. Um, you might want to go ahead and invest uh, $200 in getting yourself a little DVR kit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure you pick up something that gives you the opportunity to have uh, night vision. Um, a lot of times having audio in with the camera also is really nice because then that saves you on having to put a recorder in every single room with a camera. Um, uh, and make sure you get yourself one that's wireless. I cannot stress oh, wireless enough. God, wireless, oh, yes. Wireless. <laughs> no, we tried it once with wires. Being the tech guy that's responsible for trying to hook up wires and run wires and roll up the cables when I'm done oh, and keep that shit separated. It's absolute shit. Just, just get a wireless one. They're cheap enough nowadays. Don't bother. Real quick, short story. I remember when we tried to set the wired camera and halfway through it, me and you looked at each other and like, ah, maybe spend an extra 40 bucks just to get the wireless is a lot better. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> Remember to be fair, my first wired DVR was free, so like I couldn't right. really complain about it. Right. I'm not going to mention the name of the building because it was, you know, uh, uh, something that was, what do you call that? Like, under wraps, I suppose. You remember the place we went uh, with the train story and the crane above? Big warehouse? Oh, I mean, yeah. that's not, it's not even owned by the same people. It used to be a BW, or a, a B&W building, but I don't even know what it is now, but I know it's changed hands like three times even since we've been since there. Since then? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, dang. All right, so it just so happens that this was the place where the very first steam engine was constructed, uh, and it is it is here in Ohio. It's actually down in Massillon, about, about 35, 40 minutes from us. I mean, I wasn't going to get that far into it, but I'm, just, I'm not afraid to mention the building. It's not sure I just anywhere. <laughs> well, if they don't own it anymore, then I don't give a shit. So, um... I think it's a party inflatable place now. Yeah, so... Really? That might make it easier to get back in. Anyway, um, yeah, it was actually, it was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Um, but yeah, that was a place where we tried to run that one yeah. wire camera up into that back room, and it was like, Jesus Christ. This is not going to work. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was all bad. All bad. Oh, and also, this is just logistics extension cords. Oh, God, so You're going to need them. <laughs> so many. So yeah, when it. you start talking about yeah. uh, DVRs, you're getting the extension cords. Please remember that even your wireless cameras, they don't run on batteries. You have to yeah. have a power outlet where every one of your cameras plugged in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think so, okay. so. Our DVR, I think the wire, the power cord on our cameras is ten feet. So my camera has to be placed within ten feet of a of an outlet. Plug. Yeah. So um, so yeah, Joe. Yeah, that's got, all we got. What brand did you get? Cobalt. Okay, so we got a cobalt, cobalt also. We both have cobalt. So we it's the we one with the, uh, the 30-foot uh, wind-up extension. 80. Is it, or ours mm-hmm. is 80. Uh, okay. Make sure to get the 80. <laughs> so 80-foot of uh, wind-up. It's like one of those garden hose yeah. wind-up things for the extension. And then it also has 
three or four outlets on the side of it. Yep. So once you plug the extension and USB in, jacks. then you've got USB and, and, and electric, wherever the hell you put it, 80 feet away from any outlet. Yeah. So happy, happy. And also be aware that even when you think that you're starting to make it, um, your, your, your want list doesn't get shorter. It doesn't. It just gets more expensive. Way more. Uh, I'd like to shout out George Brown Labs up in Sandusky, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I will be I will be coming for a Geoport. That's two thousand oh, dollars that I don't have, but I yeah. will gladly spend it. We're gonna figure out where that two grand is coming from, and we're gonna get a Geoport because I want one bad. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that with that. Yeah, that'd be nice. So yeah, so you know as you I mean. can see, the progression is just the progression. The only difference is the technology advances faster than the spending advances. Yeah. So you know, there was one time when we first started where we thought. You know, the FLIRs were out yeah. of reach because they yeah. were $1,500 a and piece. And then all yeah. of a sudden we had a couple of... And now you're like, flares. oh, you can get one for less than 500 bucks? Not to mention we also got big boy jobs. That's so. true. <laughs> we grew up and got it's jobs true. that allow yeah. us to do There's that. There's three of us. We all split it. I, I would say that it's a fairly even split on who spent what on yeah. all of our yeah. ghost hunting equipment and, right and now. And between <laughs> yeah. us, we have a, a fairly... Fairly nice arsenal of, of goods to go play with. And Three to thirty five hundred bucks between all my cameras and shit. Yeah. yeah, and that's just the cameras. There's still all the other crap, the camcorders and and the the regular cameras and the and the re- regular recorders. audio recorders. Like there's so much. We probably have fucking hundred dollars in flashlights alone. I've never used a flashlight while hunting. Still. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't have $100 for the flashlight. Right, no, just because we don't use them. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we've run the gamut on... I think I think we've kind of covered it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't be scared is the moral of the story. If you want to do it, do it. Find yourself a group. And don't be scared to find yourself a bigger group. Like you yeah. said, everything has its benefits. Like, I don't like hunting in big packs, but then I also have to absorb the cost if I go somewhere... It's going to cost me more money to go. Uh, yeah. Yes, and hunting in big packs, I don't particularly care for it either, but sometimes it's a necessity just to get into it. I mean, there's variables, right? So, like, if our group got with another group and we did a place like Penhurst, yeah. where Penhurst is fucking huge. Huge. All right? Yeah. Like, there's a good chance that we could not see the other group all goddamn night long yeah, as long yeah, as we yeah. planned it well. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you have a point. If we go to a place, let's say, like... An, an old Waverly that's a thousand dollars each person if you have 10 people puts in a hundred bucks bam it's paid for well if you don't have 10 people in your group then everybody's all of a sudden paying two or three or four hundred bucks yep. and it, it, it definitely it definitely hurts the wallet a little bit but um, you know that's what you deal with when you choose to work with a smaller group and then while you're while you're getting going and you're growing and you've got so I mean Step two, you start going to these places, right? And while you're growing, uh, you go to the places like Madison and like Paulding, where less where it's places. where it's still at least affordable. But yeah. these places still have phenomenal paranormal histories, so it's not like you're losing out. You're just in a smaller building, hence smaller price tag. Right. And sorry for the thick soda again. <laughs> yeah, we're up to. Uh, we're not sorry for thick sods. No, we love thick sods around here. <laughs> we're up to an hour and eleven minutes. He says so. that on air. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, I say it on air. I love thick sods. Uh huh. I like thick sods, and I cannot lie. <laughs> You're welcome. You're I, welcome. 
you guys totally have abolished my brainwaves. <laughs> I forgot any semblance of a thought that I had. All right, well. Very important. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, want you know advice on equipment or, or just advice on a hunt in general, or if you have a photo or a video or some audio that you'd like for us to take a look at, we're, we're not experts, I'm no rogue scholar, but I will definitely give an opinion, that's for sure. Uh, so if you want any of our opinions, you are very, very welcome to uh, get a hold of us. Facebook, No Lights Paranormal, um, No Lights Paranormal at gmail.com, No Lights Para or No Lights Ghosts on X. Um, or I'm actually putting up a Yelp because the people from Yelp messaged me and was like, hey, we realize you have a business. We want you to put up a Yelp profile. And I'm like, what? Why? Why'd you do a character voice for that? That's I don't cool. know. That was weird. She was very nice. She was very <laughs> nice. So I was like, Roll I was blow. like, okay, well, you know, sure, let's do it. So yeah, apparently I'm making a Yelp profile now. Yeah. Hey, that helps. It helps. And she said they actually have a paranormal category on Yelp. They do. I was like, that's awesome. That's like a first. <laughs> All right, so I'll leave you with two things. Um, first thing is, uh, I think uh, right now what we are aiming for is that our next investigation uh, may actually be in the works. And I think what we're going to end up doing is I think we're going to end up going back to Madison. My wife Teresa's birthday is on January 21st. And I think our goal is to go up there on January 20th, 20th, which would be a Saturday night. If things work out in our favor. If things work out in our favor, that will be after Joe and I's devastation season. We'll have some PTO back by then. (laughs) Uh, Well, you will. I don't get that. (laughs) But yeah. Well, yeah, but you're also salary now, so you just take the day off and you're like, I'm fucking not coming in this day. But hold on. I want to say this. If you get to go on your birthday and you get it on mer- your birthday, well, of course, my you birthday, just have to pick. My you pick birthday, place, Waverly. Oh my God, he picked the expensive one. All right, let me get a hold oh. of some people and see what I can yeah. figure out. All right, so actually, that leads me fundraiser, to my next. Fundraiser, Waverly. Would you stop <laughs> for just? No, we don't fundraise around here. It was a joke. Did you hear me laugh? We we don't yeah. fundraise around here without prizes. Is what I'm really trying to say. Oh, we have lots of those. Uh, what were you saying? We do have <laughs> prizes. But what I'm saying is, so I would say look for in the next few weeks us to possibly, once we secure our date and time, um, look for another raffle for a chance that if you're one of those people that just wants to go and you don't have a group to go with, uh, 20 bucks ticket will get you and a person in uh, to go go something with us up at Madison. Yeah, come join me for my birthday. Hunt at Madison with us. That'd be super cool. And we would need to make edits. Uh, to be fair, also, I will be putting a cap on how many tickets that we can sell because right. I will not sell. I, yeah, I, well, I want to give people kind of a guaranteed probability. We're not going to go crazy with um, What I will say is if Joe is wanting to do Waverly Hills... I think that our mm. raffle pool may be bigger for Waverly Hills. I know five people off the top of my head. <laughs> I don't see any reason why we couldn't start a Waverly raffle um, fairly immediately and just let it run for, you know, s- until his birthday. Um, I like uh, to... My birthday's in April. 
<laughs> it's um, a long time. I, oh, no, well, here, here's the thing, though. I like to do one raffle at a time so as to not confuse people about which one they're paying right. for. Right. I, I just, I would, and to be fair, from January to April, you still have that much time to get in on the raffle. Not a huge deal. Um, and to be fair, our listeners from Tennessee, our listeners from Kentucky, uh, all these other states around here, if you want to meet us at Waverly Hills, like you don't, you don't have to be local. As long as you got a PayPal, you can enter the raffle. See, look, true. I created business. <laughs> um, we'll figure out how to get there one way or the other. Oh, well, that's what I said. I want that for my birthday. Whether I raffle or not, we're, we'll get there. And yes, I'm actually willing to pay for that. Right. <laughs> 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 we'll get there. I mean, we'll get there. everybody's going to pay their portion, like they always do. It's just. Right. How much will end up being in the long run, we don't know. But yes, so it looks like in January, you will have a chance to join us at Madison. And in April, you will have a chance to join us at Waverly Hills. And you're going to have to give me some fucking time. My birthday's not till July. I'll pick where we're going by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, that said, just to give everybody else a rundown real quick, the last... Um, announcement is uh next week next week's episode back to spooky stories around the web instead of just hearing us bs around the united states yes um but due to a hefty influx in popularity and due to a hefty jumping up the tree of popularity uh, the next state that we will visit next week is not one of the two that was on the list originally mm-hmm. because these people have made an effort to be like, hey, we want our state. So these guys have gone far beyond jumping the shark. These guys, like, jumped the meg. These guys went from not on the list to fifth place of all-time downloads. Okay, all so time. since I can't see that, stop saying these guys and tell me who it is. <laughs> uh, He's so excited. We're going to Minnesota. <laughs> oh, Okay. I know a couple people from Minnesota, so I probably... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Minnesota, you have been heard, my friends. We will be doing Minnesota this next coming week. Bigfoot territory. There is Bigfoot territory. It's the land of a thousand lakes. They probably have lake monsters, too. There's plenty of shit in Minnesota to get into. And I'm familiar with a lot of it off the top of my head, so we'll just and, see what it is. You know, we do our told. best to be right. fair. You know, we had two states in the running, we were trying to be fair about it, but you know, then then Minnesota came in from left field and said, No, 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 no. We're next. And um, heard, we hear you. Here we so, go. So Minnesota it is. So, uh, yeah. And on that note, Wisconsin, Washington, and now Kentucky. Uh What's with the lag, man? Yeah. Like, you guys raced up here, and then we're like, hey, who do you want us to do next? And y'all stopped. I guess none of you wanted to be next? I don't know. So, Wisconsin, Washington, Kentucky, you got one more week to get your shit straight. So, if you're in one of those states, and you listen, and you want us to do your state next, make your friends listen, too. That's how we work around here. <laughs> That's a shameless plug. That's awful. <laughs> also called bullying. <laughs> but I dig it. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to have Alex post a couple of options for t-shirts and have you guys vote on them on our page uh, because we do have um, that fundraiser that we did with the Historical Society and the Ghost Walk down in Wadsworth uh, that we do have a few hundred dollars to spend on t-shirts, which is our, our next big endeavor. Um, but we are going to put up uh, some options and the shirt that gets the most votes is the one we will print. Because okay. we don't have a million dollars to print them all. It's true. It's true, we just don't. 
Yeah. Anyway. All right. So I think that wraps it up for this week. All right. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that does wrap us up. I think we're good. I think we exhausted every aspect that we put for it. It's a thick sewed. We've talked about it. And as you can see, folks, this is where you generally start. And if you're just walking around national parks and if you're just walking around cemeteries, don't feel yep. bad. That's where we all started. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there are places that even we have yet to go. Oh, and I will get there eventually. But we love you guys so very much. Yes. Thank you so much for all of your support and sticking with us. And get those numbers up there so we can do your state next. Um, join the join the vote. Let us know what t-shirt we're printing. Uh, make sure to find us on social media. Show us your picture. Show us your audio. Tell us about your investigations. Tell us about your personal ghost stories. I want to hear. NoLightsParanormalGmail.com. We love you. And remember, don't fuck with the Baba Yaga. Nah, fuck with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>